So, Berto, I thought we would respond to some patron emails and maybe do some follow-ups on previous episodes. What do you say, Berto? Those are always fun times. This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a therapist and a professor. My name is Humberto Casagna, and I am a Facebook privacy lawyer. <laughs> we also have a special guest with us, Michael Drain from the Unpopular Culture podcast. Howdy, boys. Thanks Hello. For, thanks Hello. for joining us. Michael, Man, so Michael Drain, you. would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, I think you did a great job, Kirk. Michael Drain from Unpopular Culture. Doctoral candidate at Antioch University, Seattle. Oh, you're going to really sell me, huh? It's so draining to introduce yourself. It is quite draining, isn't it? Mike Drain in the membrane, <laughs> if you will. You don't have to. So I want to do a follow-up on an episode in which I was by myself and I was talking about pornography. Ooh. And a I was I unintentionally kind of did a mini deep dive on porn addiction in general. Oh. And inevitably there's a discussion of religion and culture. And I uh, and me, immediately as it was posted I got some negative emails. Oh. Uh, oh. Color me intrigued. Mostly positive, but but if but a but a couple negative, notable patron emails. But they not, were able to uh, put down the porn for a second to send the emails, which yeah. is impressive. <laughs> they were nice about it, which is always great. And uh, one person, one patron, anonymous patron, said that I was Christian bashing. I was bashing Christians, which I listened back to a part of it, which and I could see how if you were Christian and of a particular mindset, I could see how it could come across that way, and I deeply apologize for that. It's totally not my intention, because I try to not bash any any group at all, uh, particularly right. groups that I'm not a part of. And honestly, you could even claim I am a part of the Christian culture. I grew up massively Christian. Most of my family is Christian, so... Um, and I still have Christian streaks in me, and I don't have any real personal negative associations with Christianity. Right. So um, it'd be a little weird that I that I would come across that way. You know, I have legitimate groups that I actually have, um, shall we say, I have to restrain negativity around, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> like Bardos, yeah, the Bardo group. <laughs> but but Christians, I don't, and and I have talked about this podcast. I believe, in which I will defend Christians against bashing. You know, we can criticize any group for lots of different things. Any particular group can be criticized for things, particularly any established mainstream privileged culture like Christianity. But at the same time, uh, there can be unfair criticism or unfair generalizations I mean, that's the thing about Christianity is, is, is there's so many different types and so many different sorts of people. Yeah, it's right? a nebulous entity. Right. Yeah. I mean, there are Christian churches in Seattle that are the most pro-LGBTQIA institutions that have ever been known to man, uh, pro-environment, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, pro-charity. There's one downtown Seattle that says we love our Muslim brothers and sisters. Right, exactly. And and so, um, but I also know there are churches in the area that have policies on their website that state that they are against gay marriage and this kind right. of stuff. And so, you know, it runs the gamut. And really, and it's not just Christianity, it's any religion. And frankly, atheists can be just as bigoted as anybody else. So, Damn straight. Anyway, so... 
Is there a chance they misunderstood you because you were doing the podcast? Yeah, what did you I mean, you, what well, did you say? Like, I, I said a number of things, and it was, like I said, a mini deep dive. But I started off by – because the person was asking about women and porn addiction. They were saying, why do women get addicted to porn? And, and I basically just started off the, the segment by – uh, Googling women and porn addiction and just looking at what comes up. And what came up was 99% of the sites that came up on the first po- four pages on Google were Christian sites. Fascinating. Uh, that, that, Why? That had one, one and only angle, which was that porn is wrong and that you need to I refrain. See. You know, no, there was, because I, I thought there would be something, particularly for women, I thought there would be some sex positive message around like, right. like, it's okay to watch porn and and society says that it's not okay. And and women can watch porn too. And there's, and there's ethical porn, but there was just nothing. It was just one Christian site. Now, now those are particular Christian sites. There are Christians and Christian organizations that are absolutely sex positive and absolutely open to pornography. And absolutely, you know, so you were Googling it with only one hand to be fair. (laughs) Right. So like that, that could affect the results. Sure. Yeah. So, but at any rate, it, it, anyone, you know, uh, I have, whenever I go into a culture discussion, as I've already done in this episode, I have to ride this line between discussing something in a real way while at the same time choosing my words and having enough caveats so that people understand what I'm basically saying. And if the uh, impression was received by even one person, that I was bashing or somehow against it's it, truly that's not in my heart. I mean, Mm-mm. take it from Berto. Like, nope. Anytime this guy even tries to bash on anything, like I will jump down his throat in, <laughs> in a in a way and, and drains. Experience. They call me deep throat as a result. <laughs> drains experienced that too. I mean, you know, he both you guys will you know state very common opinions in my that most people support and I will have a very unpopular reaction to that, to everyone and that I will defend. I'll be like, you know, a lot of podcasts, 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 podcast hosts, uh, really defend a lot of groups if you try to bash them. And Kirk will be like, no, that's not true. That's Where are the statistics on that? <laughs> well, the last time we talked about this, Berto, I even brought up the KKK as some as a group that is worthy of being defended at times. And, right. and, and, you know, and that is like, you know, I'm not making any friends when I'm doing that. You know, I'm not making any friends. So not that they don't have problems, not that Christians don't have problems or Republicans don't have problems or Democrats don't have problems or right. men have problems or gamers have problems or podcast, you know, and there's, and they're not an equal amount of problems. It's not like the KKK has an equal amount of problems as some other groups. They have right. massive amounts of problems. But the point is, is that, these uh anyway so another patron wrote in and 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 also was criticizing my discussion of because basically my whole what which i'll get into in a second but anyway another patron said quote i have watched porn on the internet once in a while and i see some stuff that looks violent and demeaning or weird like shoving huge objects in women's vaginas i don't see the positive there it's yucky unquote and they were also saying that uh, she was also saying that uh, she didn't agree with my take on porn, which I didn't know I was stating a take. How, I got I got How do you how do you express your opinion about something like sexuality, which is sort of to each their own kind of a topic? I mean, that just seems to me like 
you know. You know what I mean? Right, that's tricky. Yeah, like your your listener, I I love your listener. I've never met them, but they you know they write in and say you know putting things up girls' vaginas is is yucky. But, Big, but <laughs> but to other people that's perfectly fine and normal. Right, right. But the so the overall thesis that I'll say is that there are significant cultural pockets and perhaps echo chambers where there is no data going in. So if you were part of a group of of people who either didn't watch porn yourselves or never talked about it then and never exposed yourself to it, then you basically have attitudes that you inherited from your childhood or from some legacy culture of some kind. Do you know what I mean? Right. That still exists for sure today uh, that are really, in, in my view, uh, uninformed. You know, you just, you just don't you, – you have a very – like I remember – this would have been 20 years ago. I uh, was at a party or something, and the, the subject of porn came up. And these women started, they were saying something like, Oh, yeah, porn today, you know, it's all these shaved vaginas because men just want to have sex with children. That's one hell of an overgeneralization. Yeah, and I remember, and I was, and and mm-hmm. a bunch of women agree. They're like, "Oh yeah, that that thing about the shaved vaginas because men want to have sex because all the men who look at this want to have sex with children." And I was like, "Whoa!" Like it wasn't just one person. This was a this really? was a this was an idea that was rattling around in wow. a in a group of people. And I was like, "That's an interesting point of view, you know, that I've never heard before. That right. I don't know if is I don't know if that's true." And so anyway, um, so. But to go into this, and I, I want to – well, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I, well, you kind of express Sexuality a bit. is as subjective as uh, your taste in food or something. You can't – you can't – I don't – my personal stance is you can't judge somebody for their sexuality even if you disagree with it. That's like saying you're a bastard, Kirk, because you don't like pizza, you know, or, oh, my God, you like pepperonis, only, you know, assholes like, pe- like pepperoni on their pizza, you know, like that's – who am I to judge you for the things that you are drawn to? Right. If you're not hurting somebody else, which doesn't sound like that's been brought up at any point, then um, I don't see the problem. Right. You know? And and I can vouch for you that the perils of podcasting is you're talking about this person in their pocket and they have their own little subculture where they believe a certain thing. And that's fine. That's great. They have a right to that. As a podcaster, this episode we're recording right now is going to go out to the whole world. Right. And it'll gonna... enter the cultural pockets of all of the, several, several pairs of pants. So, that's right. So it's impossible to not piss somebody off. And if you don't piss somebody off, you're not being interesting enough. You know what I mean? You're not putting up any kind of like you to to not piss anybody off. You would just putting be putting out the most neutral opinion possible. The most blanket I mean, right. what, what's one topic? What's one politician? What's one movie? What's one anything right, right, that doesn't right. bug somebody? Totally, totally. I think there is an aspect to pornography that is abusive um, because the way – it's not like our society has a system where, um, you know, getting into pornography as a profession is a well-supported and, and – uh, Out in the know, open. Yeah, and it's, it's not – and in fact – it's worse than that, right? The, I think that there's some predatory aspects to it. Yeah, there's sex trafficking um, and all sex kinds trafficking, of all these things. On top of which, there are some types of porn that would break laws, right? Like if you are in fact having uh, porn with minors or with animals or what have you, you know, like there are some things. So there, there are boundaries, of course. Um, 
but but within those boundaries, there is still infinite variety. <laughs> Again, the caveat being that if you're not hurting somebody else and having yeah, sex exactly. with a kid is obviously yes. damaging to that person. Right. So so in that sense, I think there there are you know there are cases where you can say you know I object to pornography in our society because it in general it objectifies or it does this. And that. I can understand that perspective. Uh, that said, if I were given a choice between hey, we're going to produce some footage with people that are consenting and get paid, and then that footage is going to be used by a, a pretty large percentage of the population to essentially keep their even keel when it comes to sexuality. <laughs> uh, or we're going to have a whole bunch of um, you know pent-up, aggressive uh, people and blah, blah. I, I think it probably does more good than harm. But but I I don't have the the data to back. That. Yeah, clearly that, that that last bit is not supported by science. But which last bit? The notion that having porn reduces aggressiveness. But the the I mean, there's individual cases. Uh, I meant uh, sexual relief probably reduces yeah, aggressiveness. But, but you know, uh, nature will find a way. You know, it, <laughs> a, a person without porn will yeah. figure out some solution to masturbating or having sex but, 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 effect is a but it's an interesting it's but it's an interesting angle that a lot of people take you know it's sort of like an economical or or crime-based justification but why not just say it's pleasurable you know people people like to masturbate people like or even in in couples or groups they like to watch porn and and whatever and so it you know for many people it's a very secret pleasure that people don't often talk about, you know. I, I mean? think, but yeah, but there are a lot of pleasures that we we need to, we feel the need to regulate. Like, you know, it might be pleasurable to inject yourself with any number of substances, but then we end up having to have some regulation around it, at least in more progressive countries, at least medical controls and facilities where you well, can do it. Well, because the idea kind of is, is that it causes harm, right? Well, and it could be that porn also causes harm. But there's no demonstrable, How? There's but, no demonstrable harm, though. Well, th that was my point, though. Like, yeah. Because there's no demonstrable harm, it seems to cause more good than harm. Right. But, you know. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, yeah. You can make the arguments that sex trafficking and the seedier part of porn you know, sex with minors, that yeah. sort of thing. Absolutely damaging. But consenting adults that are, uh, you know, you also have the other side where uh, people feel liberated by participating in porn. And who's to say that that's bad? Right. So let, let me just go through my notes here because you guys have hit on a lot of points already because you guys are so smart. But Genius. Because uh, we watch a lot of porn. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but just getting to what the patrons saw where there was shoving huge objects into a woman's vagina – uh, and that being off-putting to you, uh, just to drill down on that specifically, uh, certainly that have you know watching that video, you could be watching a video that is quote unquote unethical in my book. It could be someone who's actually being abused, you know, either they're uh, you know a sex slave, you know, they're caught up in sex trafficking, or they're being abused to do it. Or they're in a country that doesn't um, have a lot of options for women, and so they have to turn to that, or, you know. And by and so that that pornography uh, practice to that to those human beings that are being harmed is morally wrong. And or the you watching the video is morally wrong because it encourages other people to engage or at least rewards that particular engagement by um, there's some kind of monetary either with ads or you're paying for it or something, you know, sure. uh, or on the other hand, it could be completely ethical in that 
uh, it's a kink that everyone is participating in consensually, consensually, and not only cons- not which would be the baseline, but you could even have the actress. Uh, they actually love to do this. Yeah, they, they, they feel empowered. They want to. They're you know they well, enjoy it. Well, and they do it at home by themselves, and so they might <laughs> right. as well. You know, they, right. so you know to now you patron apparently that's not your thing. Totally cool, but but it's actually not to you know bash the patron, but it's actually in my book morally wrong to judge such a thing uh, without knowing that it actually is harming that person. To look at another person and say, you like pepperoni pizza, there's, you're yucky, there's something wrong with you, you can't do that, you need to, or you need to closet that, or I don't want to see it, or right. you're disgusting, or there's something evil about you, is in my book, I hate to say this, an immoral act. Now, you just show a video like that to a group of people walking around. There's so much social pressure to be disgusted and judge it that I don't I don't judge the judges because there's a humongous societal pressure. I mean, the three of us, we're all high and mighty right now, being all <laughs> sex positive and, and liberal and everything. You put us in an Oprah audience and there's a t- I be- actually I bet you Berto might actually say something but cuz you you're brave that way but I wouldn't I'd be like yeah. oh gross yeah ooh that's you get that- a porno and you get a porno <laughs> <laughs> so you know uh, so uh, but I think it it's not only just not a good idea to judge people's kinks but I think it's actually morally wrong you're committing the thing that you think the other people are committing and and without a point of reference like some sort of ruler or some quarter or something that you know the dimensions of it's really unfair to have videos like that because you, you don't you can't really judge just how big that object is so you guys have already gone over this a little bit in terms of like can porn be morally wrong and the answer is yes absolutely it can be harmful to people in the industry like i've been saying and when you consume it, it encourages the harm of those people, human trafficking, exploitation, people getting STIs, that kind of thing. But this is the exact same as any other industry. When you buy an iPhone, right. do you know where the iPhone comes from? When you buy Nike shoes, do you know where that's coming from? Clothing. Uh, when you drive your car, every time or anytime you consume any energy, you are contributing to global warming, which affects mostly poor people in other countries. Eventually, well, but to be, yeah, but to be fair, when you contribute to global warming, the climate does get warmer, which means people shed clothes, which means we need porn less. <laughs> You're on fire tonight, bro. Uh, I just don't like the idea. I don't know. I, I, with all due respect, I just don't like the idea of, of, of judging sexuality, anybody's sexuality. It's like it's the, this is the same thing I say when people argue against. Like, Why did you start with all due respect? Because I, I don't want to I don't want to piss off your patron. Oh, you know I, mean? I thought you were saying it yeah, to me. Kirk, oh, I was to like, you. I, was I have, like, no, I have, I have different... zero respect for you, Kirk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with all zero doers. With, with no respect to you. No, I just, uh, it's like the same argument that I've had with somebody that comes to mind about homosexuality. It's like, well, that's their sexuality. And you can go into history and culture and it's always existed, you know, no matter who came, no matter where it pops up all over the place, masturbation. Um, sexual urges; these are these are things that are deeply rooted in our psychology. Absolutely. Um, so it can harm the people that are working in the industry, like I said, but similar to any other industry. 
Um, and we should absolutely be looking at that. Number two, it, it can encourage harm to people in the real world. Right. Uh, for example, you might watch porn that justifies rape of other people or something, and then uh, you end up raping other people. Uh, Research shows this is a very minor issue. It should be looked at for sure, but the vast majority of people consuming porn are not... Don't go out and rape somebody after they watch it. This is like the video game, violent video games, making somebody go out and kill somebody argument. It might even be lesser, uh, you know, there might be even lesser evidence because there's actually like a slight bit of evidence about the violence thing, but... But in general, playing video games doesn't cause... It's well, likely and, they had those kind of urges and impulses before they watched the porn. You well, know I mean? it, yeah, totally. But at the same... And... You don't just watch a porn and I'm a rapist now. You know, there's some right. underlining shit going on well, no, there. And for people, most people don't want to watch rape porn. Right. You know what I mean? And so, if they did, it's because there's something going on in the first place. Perhaps, yeah. Here's the other thing. When, you, when you're done playing a round of, uh, you know... Uh, Close combat or whatever. What's the one we used to love? The the World War uh, to actually, Call of modern, Duty? modern warfare. Oh, that, I just modern warfare. playing that like an hour. Yeah. Ago. So you, you when you finish a round of that, do you go like, oh, I don't want to touch a controller for a while. <laughs> I got a picture. It's like Clockwork Orange. Like I strap you down to a chair and open up your eyeballs and make you watch a rape fantasy, and you're like rape. You know, you like walk out into the world and just like wander down the street looking for somebody to have sex with. Yeah. It just doesn't work that way. Now, in our society, we absolutely have misogynistic uh, notions and rape justifying notions that are completely uh, out there in society that absolutely do justify for some individuals exploitation of women and, and rape. Uh, so uh, we're not going to say that media and culture don't affect people, but there just is, isn't a lot of research demonstrating that watching porn in general creates that kind of problem for people. What about the aspects of porn that have less to do with the fact that it is porn, but if there's a lot of, uh, no, 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 stop, stop. Stop. Ooh, but that feels good. Oh, no, stop. Right. right. So, which is prevalent in James Bond movies and, and yeah. other, you know, it's, it's, I would guess more prevalent in general out way, you know, outside of porn. Yeah. In, in rap music, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, but in general, again, for most people, it doesn't push them to that. Does it create a general culture that, uh, probably pushes the needle uh, a that little bit. That is a better argument. I think James Bond is a great example. That early misogynistic kind of like, if you just force yourself on the girl enough, she'll submit and be like, oh, okay, and it's yeah. all good again. Yeah, now, I t- that is a thing. Right. I talked recently about watching Goldfinger again for the first time since I've become an enlightened male. <laughs> and my God... As a kid, when I watched it at 15, it right. d- it never crossed my mind. I was right. like, ooh, James Bond, he's cool. Watching it now, it's one of the most cringeworthy. There, there, there are some awful r- literal rape scenes in which James Bond rapes women. Holy I mean, shit. it is it, – it, it's, and, it, and it's not like questionable rape. It is like a sexual assault. You know, it's, it yeah. is actual sexual assault, maybe even for standards back then. I don't wow. know. Um so again, the harm you can harm that people can be harmed in the industry. Two, it can encourage people to harm others in the real world. And three, it can harm the viewer is what people will say. For example, watching porn makes you depressed or demented or, you know, or gives you a very bad idea about what sexuality is. And certainly there are examples like that and we need to look at that. But again, it's it, it we can 
we can, uh, you know, uh, criticize lots of different things for that, that we don't react to the way that some people react to porn. Um, and it should be mentioned that America, American uh, mainstream culture has a very strong foundation in puritanical notions. Uh, many people fled Europe in, specifically to practice an extremely fundamentalist uh, sect of Christianity and um, had very um, particular views about sexuality, you know, the Scarlet Letter, uh, you know, burning witches at the stake and all that kind of stuff. And every culture, you know, and whenever I hear about this kind of stuff, I'm like, well, you know, that early culture is so diluted. I mean, you know, your ancestors came over after that. My ancestors, my, I actually, half of my family actually comes from all that. But, Berto, your family came after that. And so it's like, we're all just a big mix, you know, we're, but it's like every culture that comes has to assimilate to the the foundational uh, structure of a culture. Yep. and. And so even though you, other cultures might be coming from completely point, other points of view, they have to adapt to the puritanical notions in this country. The melting pot streak that runs throughout the country, which means the individual sexuality gets repressed. Absolutely. And every culture we could criticize in this way, but ours is you know, particular to ours. And certainly there are more puritanical societies than ours, but we certainly do have it. Anyway, so the question is, how can people be ethical porn consumers? Uh, for and I just this is off the top of my head for men they they can look at themselves and look into feminism and actually try to f uh, become more aware of uh, of feminist ideals but for everyone you you just need to educate yourself you know similar to your Nike shoes and your iPhone and your car and you know food issues you know like where is your food coming from yeah, i was thinking about like humanely raised chicken or something right. like that right exactly so humane uh fully consensual well reimbursed completely free actors and actresses you know? <laughs> free range porn yeah uh pay attention to the laws in your area and advocate for workers rights Pay attention to your own behavior in, in real life. Like, is it affecting the way you treat other people? Is it affecting your mood? That kind of thing. And I think, you know, if you spend time doing that, and there, I did a quick Google search for some of these issues, and there, there, with the amount of porn and the amount of money that is in porn that, and the amount of porn that's being consumed on the internet, there are a lot of resources on the internet about <laughs> ethical porn, feminist porn, uh, porn law. Uh, unions, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff that's out there. And if you educate yourself and uh, seek out porn that is uh, decidedly ethical and decidedly, um, you know, ha has a, a, the, a practice that actually is visible and, and ethical, you, you can, you know, there's a lot out there. Right. They could make some kind of branding standard, like a seal of approval. This porn is consensual with all parties involved. Or yeah, something. I was actually thinking how we don't have rating systems yeah. for adult things. Like, you know, we reach adulthood and it's like, all right, everything goes. <laughs> but it might be useful to have rating systems, yeah. right? So it's like, all right, the the best G-rated porn is one that, it, you know, people are very, very obviously uh, loving or whatever. You know, like some set of things that make the sex... Uh, a little more uh, meaningful or something. And uh, and then as you go up in the things, then maybe it gets a little more 
well that well that wouldn't have to do with ethics because you could still have an an actor in a in a g-rated porn that was being exploited is that a thing a g-rated porn yeah i mean it's called softcore porn oh softcore okay well but i but softcore but see because usually it refers to how much nudity you show i'm actually talking about like because you know there's people that object to violence in movies yeah sure right so i'm actually talking like no there's still gonna be a some people are gonna find objection to some content in porn but if you had some sort of way to, like you're saying, to discriminate between the levels, okay, like let's say like that the ca- it'd be more like categories, like this yeah, contains right. bondage, and, right? Yes, and, yeah, yeah. Okay, categories. I guess maybe the better way to do yeah. it, yeah, because it doesn't imply exactly. levels and that one. Just, yeah, yeah, levels implies that something one is, is more than severe than yeah. the other, right? Okay, so there's that, and then the other one is that we don't have. It be, it, what I was saying earlier is because we don't have a culture where this is okay, like porn's fine. Then it's it's sort of it's a taboo. To be in a porn or see a porn or talk about porn and all these things. Um, so if if we normalize it, the more we normalize it, actually, then I think it gets healthier as an industry. Right? But you That's, can't quite ever normalize it because you always have this other side that completely... Ob- uh, objects to it you know what yeah. i mean yeah that's, and you'll that's never tough. sell it to them well you know what i mean well you're both right and over time with movement and education and efforts we can absolutely change society yeah. it'll take a long long time hey, but but we we've changed society in a lot of ways uh yeah, already sure you know? and so uh, it's just a matter of effort, but it would, you know, it'd be hard for sure. What Sex is, isn't um, going anywhere, and neither is pornography. I know that much. Right. Go ahead. What is porn porn? Uh, so you know how people say, like, this is food porn, and this is car porn. Like, what is porn porn? I guess it would be, like, the making of videos. <laughs> or is it, yeah, is it, like, that's oh actually gosh. a category. Here's making of a porn video. No, that's yeah. a real, or is it that's a category in porn. Porno. It's called uh, behind-the-scenes porn. Yeah, yeah. the scenes porn. Mm-hmm. What about people watching porn? Voyeuristic porn. But but I'm no, watching. watching I'm watching sex. people watching porn. Okay, so you're that's, watching somebody that's watch called, porn on the couch. That's called porn inception. Yeah, porn inception. <laughs> well, that that would have. We got to go deeper. <laughs> so so inception. It slows down every level. I get deeper into it. So in conclusion, if you like, if you don't like porn, patron, it's totally fine. You don't like porn uh everyone doesn't like things you know i don't like things um you know i i don't uh i don't know i don't like watching soccer or something or no better yet you patron you called it yucky when you see that porn i don't know how in the world because you the patron you said you go on you you actually said specific a specific site which i won't mention but you go on a specific site and you mention that you saw something very large going into a woman's vagina. Right. And I just have to say, that's to me, that sounds anomalous. Do you know what I mean? Because porn also in general kind of- is pretty vanilla. Yeah. You know what I no, mean? No, but a lot of those sites have those little stupid ads and the ads are like all over the place. You're right. Oh. And the ads are always more extreme yeah, than the video yeah. itself. Yeah. Uh, okay. That, That's true. Yeah. What I would recommend is uh nice videos of basketballs. Yeah. Basketballs are, are a good size, you know, right. it's not too big, it's not too small. Also old porn. You could get some porn from the nineteen twenties. I bet that shit's pretty innocuous. So <laughs> it, you patron, you said you thought it was yucky. I when I watch uh cartoons and movies and T V shows that involve vomiting 
I, I'm just, I don't like watching right. e- even a funny show, you know, like it's always sunny in Philadelphia or something like I will, I will look away right. because I just, I, and it seems to be happening more and more. And I'm just like, I don't want to see, even though I know it's fake, it's just like, I don't want to see someone throwing up a lot of time. Also, I'm, I'll be eating lunch while I'm watching <laughs> these things, you know? Yeah. And so, but does that mean that vomit scenes or someone who watches vomit scenes and loves it is a bad person is a bad person and 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 immoral or something no of course not uh you can be disgusted by lots of things that doesn't that doesn't equate to immoral but it's a common heuristic that a lot of people will utilize to guide them that's gross it's immoral uh, that's gross. God doesn't like it. That's gross. It must be a sin. Yeah. And it's like, no, <laughs> you know, there's lots of gross things that have nothing to do with harming anybody. Do you know what I mean? Right. A vomit scene in a movie has no harm on anyone. I got one. Burping and farting. Can't do it. Really? Can't do it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Also, the other thing I'll say is that I didn't say in the previous uh, episode is that if you think porn is a sin and if you think masturbation or porn is somehow within your religious beliefs wrong a sin immoral that's also okay uh with with a huge caveat here um there are a lot of religious beliefs that are particular to that religion i have jewish friends that who don't eat pork for example does that mean that though and and those jewish friends of mine live in uh, they're they're the small minority in a sea of non-Jewish people who will eat pork now and then, right? Uh, hot dogs and ham and, you know, Canadian bacon and right. bacon. And so uh, they don't claim to look at goys and say they're immoral and they're sinning because they're not in an echo chamber. You know, they're in an echo chamber of pork eaters. You know what I mean? Whereas... When you live in a community and you have friends who also agree that porn is immoral, then you end up confusing a religious belief for fact, you know what I mean? And that's what I think happens to some people, you know? And the opposite can be true as well, you know, for others in other kinds of arenas as well. Is pork eating a euphemism? Uh, Yeah. Maybe. Um, So... So, uh, in the same way, you know, uh, I, I have other religious friends who fast on particular days for, right. the, for their religion, but that doesn't mean that non-fasters are immoral. Right. So, if you believe that porn is a sin and you, you know, when you're, you believe your God or your religious belief set says that uh, for you, watching porn is wrong or the people around you, whatever— uh, is wrong and immoral and might set you up for going to hell or some kind of punishment from God, totally fine belief system. You're absolutely entitled to that. But don't confuse that for fact for humans, you right. know? Yeah, you know, I, I actually have a problem which is seems intractable. Uh, we we have adopted this, this very uh, modern recent notion in the last maybe thousand years or more even more recently than that that uh, the things are okay. Like anything you believe is fine. Everyone's entitled to their own beliefs. And we only draw the line when they act on those beliefs against someone. Well, it's like everybody's entitled to their belief unless it happens to disagree with my belief. Well, no, no. Unless it happens to affect someone negatively, right? Like well, infringe on someone else's Sure, belief. but what does that mean? Like in what way? You well, know, like- for example, like I could say, you tell me like, I believe it's perfectly reasonable to shoot people 
randomly. Yeah. And I, like, technically, you have the freedom of speech. Right. And I can't enforce what your brain thinks. Right. But what I tell you is like, well, well you're entitled to your beliefs. But if you do that, just know you're going to go to jail or, or worse. Right. Right. Okay. But what's interesting is this is like we, we pretend like humans are like these little perfect, you know, programmable machines where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, as long as the program's only running internally, everything's fine. Just don't run the program externally. So do you propose we look at Jewish people who refrain from eating pork and tell them that they're wrong and they can't believe that? I, what I propose is that I, I, my p- probably impossible utopian dream is that we would start actually educating children on um, like scientific method, logical rationality. It is what you're saying. That is controversial. But, well, but that is what you're saying. You are saying that you wish that people didn't have particular beliefs. Well, that they would reach the conclusions themselves, that, so I wouldn't have to enforce it on them. That you've reached. No, no, no. That, that logic reaches, right? That your logic reaches. Well, but, but, but well... He's if, right. You, you take the scientific method, you're going to find a group of people that deny it. No, but, well, but that's, that's actually the beauty of the scientific method. Yeah. We, can ha- we have a system for trying to evaluate our beliefs. And we don't have any system for trying to evaluate beliefs that are not based on the scientific method. So you can literally believe that inside of all of us lives a dragon. You can literally believe that because no one's going to stop you. Well, you're saying that's not right? true. <laughs> and so what we say is we say, hey, man, you're entitled to your beliefs. And I, I'd be, I would sign up for that yeah. if, if it really were the case that humans keep their beliefs internally. But inevitably, they act on that. We act on our beliefs. And that's why when we say, hey, man, yeah, you can, you can hate all these people and tell, you, tell us you hate all these people. But, and you're entitled to those beliefs. Just don't act on it. It's like, well, that seems simplistic. But in reality, people end up acting on it. To be clear, that's not what I'm saying. And uh, what I'm saying is that for a, my Jewish friends to believe that eating pork is against their religion and against God and bad for them spiritually, um, then I I don't. Why would I want them to change that? I don't. That, I want them to believe in what they want to believe. Yeah, and I'm making an argument that I think that that leads us to a lot of the problems we have nowadays in in, in our world. Well, what's sure. the alternative to have some kind of standardized belief system? I no, mean, no, the alternative is trying to make sure that, it, like, if I could rewind time, yeah. we would all form beliefs based on things that are testable, and <laughs> well, and the things that nice, are not but... testable, the things that are not testable. But we say that right, like, how are we recording this podcast right now? We're test, we're using things that were testable right. to record our podcast. And, and, and I see a lot of people posting on Facebook through their mobile phone saying, science is BS. The world is flat. You have right? a lot of very unusual Facebook friends. <laughs> no, no, but... <laughs> I don't doubt, I don't but doubt even, you. Even without my friends, right? I'm just saying, like, people get on pedestals standing yeah. on the backs of scientific giants and say, science is BS, and higher education is BS, uh, all I need is faith, all of this is bullshit, post to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, right away. Yeah, and yeah. They, they take for granted how any of that magic happened, right? And so what I'm saying is, like, we've actually built the world not based on unprovable beliefs. We've, we've built it on testable beliefs. I agree but, with that. But we sit here and we pretend, like, hey, everyone's, uh, everyone's entitled to, everyone's a winner, baby. And and I actually think that gets us in trouble because well, then you can't are you, say are you, what's who are you accusing of this attitude? Is it me? all of us? All of us? Because like, I don't have that belief. No, but we do. Like we say, hey, you're entitled to your beliefs. This is a common saying we all say. I don't say that ever. Well, we just, you were just saying that like the people that believe that the pork 
you're, it's bad for the religion, that it's fine. I them. talked for five minutes. It wasn't you're entitled to your belief shrug, which is how you're portraying it. I said you're entitled to believe as long as you understand it doesn't apply to other people, and it's particular to you and your cultural pocket, and you have to understand that. In the same way that my Jewish friends, who are extremely aware of the fact that they right. live in a very minority group of people in our society, they totally understand that their belief about pork is not shared by others, and they can't impose their views on other people. And if you are uh, of another cultural pocket and believe that porn is immoral and a sin, absolutely you're entitled to believe that. Why would anyone ever say different than that as long as you understand that that doesn't apply to other human beings? Because they don't, and we don't. We don't understand that it doesn't apply to human well, beings. And in fact, the But I just got done telling you that some people do. Yeah, unfortunately not enough, right? Like, so that would be the criticism. Yeah, but so that well, that's why I started by saying that I, or halfway through my statement, I said, look, I'll sign up to this if I believed that we humans could keep our beliefs internally. But I don't believe that this happens. I believe that we humans you wish, end up acting on you, our beliefs. You wish it happened more often. And it does happen. Are you saying keep them internally as like not share them with other people, but kind of keep it to yourself? Is that what no, you mean? No, I, I mean, I'm saying like you look around the world and, and so many of the but you're problems. Getting, but all the problems are not from people that are actively trying to uh, understand their belief system as particular to their cultural pocket. They don't believe that at all. The, the vast majority of the, the examples I'm sure we could come up with in which belief systems are, you know, very arguably a problem, they don't have any, any checks on any of their belief systems. But why should they? It's just their beliefs. Like, like why, why, what, who are we to say they are wrong? We, nobody can say they're wrong. We Actually, that's where beliefs. I disagree. Like, I disagree that we can't, but we, on, on our foundation... We almost run out of a good reason to say that they're wrong. I, I don't disagree with anything you're saying other than the fact that essentially what you're saying is we should eradicate particular belief systems. And, and, and I, don't, I don't think no, that that's, no, that's just like, possible or necessary. But just like I wasn't, I wasn't saying exactly what you were saying. I'm not saying that. I, I actually said that it, it seems impossible to accomplish now. But what I'm saying is that if we were brought up, and I mean like generationally, let alone any new generation – brought up to not conclude things just because they're in our head, Absolutely. then maybe we wouldn't have so many problems. And there are efforts for that. Yeah. You know, Some educators try, and I think they succeed. The fact that you have that notion in your head that you just said, that you didn't invent that when you came out of the womb. You, know? like you and others uh, who, who influenced you helped you to develop right. that point of view. So right. there are things out there, critical thinking and you know, pro science. Anyway, so the last thing I want to say before we go to break is about sex positivity because the patron and I were going back and forth over email and I uh, was sort of saying, well, you know, there's this movement called sex po the sex positive movement. It's been around for a while and she was like, what's that? And so I just want to give a definition and it's the attitude towards human sexuality that, re that, regards, that regards all consensual sexual activities as fundamentally healthy and pleasurable. Uh, kind of what we've been saying already. There should be a caveat that's like it should be non-harmful to other people, other people yeah. as well. Um, it's not usually applied to porn, though. It's usually applied to sexual activities, you know, kink, right. BDSM, or just even your 
in my experience, most people are sex negative about everything, even right. the most vanilla, you know, missionary sex between a man and a woman when they're married, uh, 10 years into their marriage. White. That's hot. White people. Uh, that, that is, in their 20s. Yeah. That, uh, in their 40s. In their 50s. No, no, no. In their 90s. No, no, no. no, no. That's, that's disgusting. Bad. That's disgusting. Oh, right, that's right. Gross. That's We're right, talking about right, model level quality of visuals. We're talking about the most generic In their porn. 20s. Both white. No, I'm not talking. Wealthy. We're not about, I'm not talking about porn. I'm talking about in real life. <laughs> sex. Like people are sex negative in general about yeah. having sex in the most vanilla way possible. Yeah. And by vanilla, I mean the most uh, the 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 least bothersome to society. So <laughs> so we we we're, we're we're totally sex negative, but there's a sex positive movement that is afoot, and uh, Seattle is actually one of the centers for the world, and. Um, it, the idea goes is that you have to fight against your cultural notions and against societal notions that uh, everything is negative and that you have to evaluate it logically. You have to say, yeah. okay, I am watching a video of a big object going into a woman's vagina on the internet. That's yucky to me. I don't like it. It feels sinful. I've heard other people say that's sinful. Porn is sinful. But let me think about this. Is anyone being harmed? Do I... You know, do I do I know enough to even evaluate that question? Right. Um, if I don't, if I don't have a good notion that someone's being harmed in this process, the viewer, the actors, blah blah blah, then why am I judging it? It's just you know, it's it's a con, it, you know, unless I can find out otherwise, it's, it looks consensual. It's fine, you know. But I and, think if you are religious, though, you have a real reason to judge it. Well, you. Particular, believe you do. particular yeah. groups of religions. Yeah, sorry. Say. If you are certain, yes, if you're certain groups, you have a real reason to judge it. Um, right, because adultery and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. They don't, those people don't look married. It's, you know? a, <laughs> it's a top 10 commandment. Right. And, well, as it's interpreted by particular people, you know, and, like and lust Bible, is a blah, 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 and all these, like, absolutely. Yeah. And thou shalt not speed, speed your seed, <laughs> spill your seed, and all these things. Yeah. And so, yep. And so, unfortunately, our our appeal would fall on deaf, uncertain deaf ears when it comes to that. Right. So, just to get specific on generalizable, now uh, there are beliefs that. So, I, I predict that someone's going to be like, "Well, but there are some beliefs that are good." And I will say, yes, murder is bad. That there's nothing. You know, the I be, most people believe that, and. I think most people would also conclude upon investigating it and looking over the philosophy that that we can all agree that murder is wrong and we don't need necessarily science to prove it. Theft is wrong. Harming others is wrong. Charity is good. Helping others is good. Pro-social things are good. Anti-social things are bad. Uh, but there's lots of other kinds of uh, beliefs that we all just have to understand are not necessarily generalizable to everyone else, including porn is bad uh like you know off the top of my head uh you know tom petty the song free fallen <laughs> you know that some people think that's good some people think that's one of the shittiest songs that's ever been uh, uh <laughs> and some of us think it's one of the legendary songs of all time i'm judging you so hard right now i Kurt take Nanda. it that there's a backstory there. yeah he, we, we are we frequently debate tom petty it's i see okay. no that no it's like a petty argument i love tom no, petty I know, I know i know it's that know. song yeah. man yeah. Uh, you know, I grew up at a MTV age when that was played every hour on the hour. And the first, you know, 
150,000 times I saw the video. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I thought it was okay. Yeah, you radio know? killed it. And, and, and well, not only radio. Karaoke bars killed it. Karaoke bars and open mics. So yeah. so right after that, that. I, I was uh, in my early 20s, and we would go to uh, open mics at the last exit on Brooklyn in Seattle. And there would, and I, you know, I'm a, I'm an ex jock. And so I would always feel like akin to the other ex jocks. I would see singing songs on stage and inevitably they would always sing free fallen by. (laughs) And it just, and I just felt like their goofiness and cheesiness was sort of rubbing off on me. And I just like, I'd see some kind of dude bro go up there and I'd be like, please don't sing free fallen. (laughs) You know? And there, and there they go. And like, I could just see everyone's eyes rolling and I'm just like, yeah, just stop it, you know. Like, you know, <laughs> sing it to yourself, listen right. to your in your car, but don't subject all Keep these like. Beliefs. At least put the John Mayer version on or something. Damn. But but like you know, Seattle has always been so counterculture, and once anything gets a little effed out, like it becomes instantly hated. And so you know, anyway, home of Nirvana. So you know, that's a generalizable belief that that's a shitty song. And anyway, let's take a break. Word <laughs> <laughs> in and turns it off. Real quick. <laughs> All right, we're back from the break. Berto, why should people become patrons of the podcast? Oh, my gosh. All right, so first of all, we've been at this for almost 10 years, and for the first part of it, it was a slog. But as soon as we got that first patron, it, you know, my heart went pitter patron. Went pitter, pitter patron. patron. Pitter, I like patron, that. Patron. No, man, patrons keep us uh, alive uh, spiritually because um, they they like send emails. We listen to their topics. We they contribute to the show so the show can keep going, so Honda can produce all these awesome deep dives, and so I can sit here and blab about random stuff. Uh, also, the contributions help. Uh, they help pets. They help uh, uh, future charities. They help uh, a lot of causes, and they get to participate. They get swag. They get to participate in special events. Um, it's all around goodness. Also, become a patron of the Unpopular Culture Podcast, hosted by Michael Drain. Thank you, Kirk. Yeah. More deep dive psychological nonsense (laughs) over at UPC. You did a great episode on imposter syndrome, and I thought it was a wonderful tone. You self-disclosed in a very helpful way, and that that was great. Thanks. I I wanted to participate on that one, but I didn't feel like I really belonged. I I didn't think I would... Yeah. I'm going to have you guys over for a for a show here soon. Let's do it. Yeah. So let's talk about Gripes or Wrath. Berto, you got one? Oh, yes. All right. So um, today's Gripe of Wrath is brought to you by the letter Z. Okay. So um, explaining anything to a support engineer on a support call. So you call any number of things. It could be your bank. It could be uh, your phone company or whatever. And first of all, Someone eventually picks up, and I'm ta- I'm skipping all the all the all the robotic parts, right? Like uh, enter your thing, which by the way, they ask you to enter all this information, but when you finally get to a human, they ask you all the same information. Oh. It's like, oh, what's your social security? I typed it in. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm just trying to make sure that because I don't know if it. All right, what? And then, but then you you say you explain your life story. You and know, then they so transfer you like, another department, and then you have to say it all over. Absolutely, again. it's oh, like my God. it's like yeah. okay, what's your problem? Well, did you? Kn- there's no notes on your screen? Like, right. okay, well, here's what the deal is. Oh, okay. You know, that's not this department. Let's say, yeah. absolutely. And then you spend forever. At the end of the day, your problem is unresolved. Yeah. You, you've you explained it. You're out of time because you got to run. You got other stuff to right. do. And the next day you try again and you're back 
to the back of the line. <laughs> yep. It's so frustrating. Oh, my God. So I have one. People on airplanes, when you've taxied or you're taxiing to the gate, uh, you know, upon landing, and people uh, will get up before it's okay to stand up. Oh, and they all just stand there? Well, what they end up doing is they cause the the workers on the plane to say, will you please sit down? We told you you can't sit <laughs> up. And the, the last time I was on a plane... Uh, this uh, over the intercom, the person said, we actually have a a medical team coming on the plane because someone needs medical attention. So we we just need everyone to stay seated, please. It's very clear. Yeah. And so it's not only just, you know, normally you should be seated until social etiquette. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And it's something serious, you know, it, right. I don't know what's going on. You're thinking, man, someone needs the medical team, you know, stay out of the, what, what do I need to do? I guess while I'm on this gripe of wrath, uh, people who don't know how to get out of the way of emergency vehicles on the road, (laughs) this drives me up the wall. I was just yesterday. I was there. There's a two lane. I was on a two lane intersection and to my left was a left lane, a left turn lane, and the the police officers behind there was a, there was something going on ahead of us, like lots of aid cars, lots of police officers. They decided I I was like, oh man, here they come! But I'm at a stop where I'm at a stoplight, can't can't move, and I'm like, man, what are they going to do? And there's a median too, so they can't go into the left lane, and they get into the left turn lane because there's only two cars there. You know what I mean? And because right. they're thinking. It, the left turn lane, uh, once they, you know, once it gets greener, they these you know a holes figured out. Two cars are easier to get out of the way than like fifteen cars. So they chose the left turn lane, even though they didn't want to turn left, right? So they get in the left turn lane, and I'm and I they're right next to me, woo 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 woo, and I'm looking ahead, and I'm like, so even though it's red, those people need to get the f out of the way. Yeah. But I guarantee you, these polite Seattleites will not run a red light, even though. They should be running that red light. Right. Polite yet passive aggressive. Can I, can, I, can, I, can I bump in on this a little bit yeah. about Seattle drivers? You guys are natives here. I, I have a question for you. Uh, very polite, very defensive drivers, very much like they'll like let somebody pass across you and stuff. And, but they also, uh, if you're, so if you're at a stoplight and it turns green, you have about a half a second before the person behind you honks at you. Yeah, I'm There not, is I'm no not. tolerance. Because... One, especially if you're in a left turn lane that lasts for two seconds. Yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> if, it's, if, if it's just a regular green, and like, it is often. Then, then I'm fine with that. I'll, I'll, I'll be sitting behind them going like, come on, you know, why would you not see the light is the question. Because you're texting on your exactly. phone. Exactly. <laughs> so, because that, that has increased and I can see the person in front of me not looking at the road. Yeah. And so my attitude about that is... Not only are you not being courteous to the cars behind you, but you're actually you have a practice that's actually not that great. Now I'm guilty of that too, so I'm I'm not saying that I'm not. But right. but anyway, so but it's but you know like it's it's as exasperating as when someone starts in on a gripe of wrath, they switch onto a different one. Someone switches a third time. I hate that. I hate it. Wait, you were in the middle of yours? No, you were in the middle of your own. Oh, uh, so Wait, we're recording a podcast right now. So so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, oh, I, I was the one who did it myself. <laughs> and then, and then Drain added to the fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, the, the, so then, but the cars don't move because it's red and they're too scared or, or they right. don't know what to do. Right. It, common sense 
if you if they the, I always try to equate it to what would happen if you were in a, a, a lane at the grocery store and you were uh, and there happened to be a stop sign there or something. Right. If if aid you know workers started running up behind you saying please get out of the way, would you just stand there? No, you'd be you, <laughs> you would recognize. You can break this I'm rule. I'm in line. I, I don't know, move. guys. Have you, come on, man. Have you ever seen a bunch of people try to exit out of a building quickly or something oh. like that? There's some there's some trade-off in the human uh, experience that's yeah. like common sense versus social etiquette versus herd mentality. Well, uh, yeah. F- under stress, uh, people freak out. But I find that when people are in cars, they just have a hard time logicking their way through and they follow these very simple rules you know what i mean yeah that don't necessarily apply to situation but anyway it turned green so i was like well thank god the all of our so all of our lights have turned green including the red the red the red uh, or the green arrow turning left so these two cars now have total right they should be like boom speed out of the way guess what happened they, what happened they didn't move they didn't move no way because they were freaking out that there were aid cars behind them. They oh. they they did not move oh. because they were following a simple rule, which was aid car stop. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's not the full rule. Or panic the full freeze. The response. full rule is let them through. <laughs> the full rule is get the hell out of the way. Get the within reason <laughs> of safety to self and others. Get out of the way. Right. Yeah. Don't it's, stop. It's not stopping so everyone stops. It's so that they could go through. Right. So, and I'm watching this and I'm like, oh my God, there are, someone could be dying. They could, there could be a shootout. I, I don't right. know what's happening. And you're that dumb. And, and, and so by the way, my lane, they're not moving either because they shouldn't, well, they, they shouldn't, they shouldn't they be want, moving. Right. But the two idiots in the green, they're just like, ah. oh my gosh. <laughs> with the, with the eight cars behind them. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Okay, that's terrible. <laughs> so what happened on your airplane, though? So this guy stands up, and I'm... And, Inception again. <laughs> and I'm like... And all of us are groaning, and we're like, dude, you know? And the woman gets on the intercom says, Sir, we need you to sit down because we have medical professionals coming or something. Someone needs medical assistance. And the guy will not sit down. Excellent. And he and there's nothing... What? and. And he can speak English, you know? Yeah. And because I realized this later, because, uh, I don't know, 30 seconds later, and I was about to do it myself, cause, but I was a little too far away. I was like 10 rows back. But someone closer like, said something to him like, hey, sit down. You need to sit down. Because the other notion is maybe the medical professionals can't even get on the plane until order is established or something. You know what I mean? I like, like we're all being sort of dragged behind and the guy starts arguing with this guy that's saying and and he won't sit down he and oh my gosh yeah so all these things run through my mind around like trauma and ptsd and people who get flooded under certain circumstances you know there's this notion of when you look at someone like that like narcissistic or something but really my interpretation is they're probably anxious about being on a plane anyway in all likelihood and they're they're so triggered and claustrophobic or something that they they're inflated that their brain isn't working right. Yeah, could be. And how is that different than your traffic example? Well, somebody panicking well, with, with the difference EMTs behind them. That and totally possible as well. But at the same time, if you're gonna get in a car right. and drive on the road, 
you, you need to and, – and it's a common mistake that a lot of people have. I mean not only do people freeze in situations like that on the road, but they also – even under very, very mundane circumstances around aid cars, like there will be two lanes. Like the road up here at 10th Avenue is, is two lanes. And – We'll, you know, an aid car, and you know, usually you have cars in both lanes. The aid car will be, you know, zooming in the left lane, and people in the left lane won't get over. You know, it's just a yeah. simple thing of just like, yeah. you, you don't even have to slow down if you if you're that uh, dumb or like uh, right. discourteous. Just get over get in the over. right lane. Yeah. A car is zooming up behind you with lights and siren. Um, just get over, and they won't. They'll just be like dum de dum. And so I I think it's that uh, people. Here's the thing. What I think people do is they run into a problem. They don't know what to do, cause, not because they're jerks, but they just don't know what to do. And then after the event, they don't try to figure out what to do in the future. Because yeah. I have a hard time believing that's the only time that's happened to that person. <laughs> you know well, but I mean? so, so, yeah, so, so here's the thing. We took our driver's test ages ago, right? Yeah. yeah. That was the last time. We, we had, had formal. conscious, formal instruction about how to drive. Right. The rest of the time, now we all drive on muscle memory. In fact, the only reason we aren't all dying left and right from the texting and the phones and things yeah. like that is because we have such good muscle memory. Right? right, Our bodies are reacting like instinctually to the thing. And, and we don't even have shift gears anymore. So it's like now really just like some basic muscle memory. And, and our, our visual field is easy and stuff like this. But so anything outside of that norm, we haven't trained one day for it. You guys, how, long, how, <laughs> so often you, like, how often do you renew your licenses up here? Um, Four years? But you don't have to take a test, though. Okay, that's what I'm getting at. So yeah. you, don't have, you take the test once when you're like 16, and that's it. Is it different in Arizona? Arizona, their licenses don't expire. Mine doesn't expire till 2048. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so then you, you have to take it. Do they don't expire for like 50 years. And then you have to take a test again? No. no you just don't. Oh, you just no. never worry like, about it. When I'm 80, I have to go back. And, <laughs> right. You know. No, so that's the that's thing. Because like, think of any other uh, thing, like a video game, right? Like you, Man, your picture would be so out of date. Exactly. Well, right. mine wouldn't be, but you know. <laughs> so <laughs> so think about how when you're playing a video game and you've not encountered a certain kind of boss yeah. before. The first time you run into it, you usually die. Because you're like, I, I don't know how to beat that. Right. And then it, it even feels sort of impossible. But then you try it again. Then you learn the thing. And then eventually you get good at it. Well, in, in driving, on an average day, the same stuff happens that every other average day. That's why when there's an emergency, people crash. People don't know what to do because they never train for any of this stuff. Yeah. So I'm not surprised so many people freeze because it's just like, well, well, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And uh, – but – a simple Google search when you get home will answer your questions. Sure. So I, I just find that it, it's frustrating that uh, people don't – because most of my knowledge of aid cars happened post-training of, you know, formal training. I remember the, the basics, you know, from when I took driver's ed in high school. But but the this – like, no, they never said run a red arrow. Right. Uh, but that's logically what you should be doing. You know what I mean? I got it. So you, so you're saying that you learned most of your stuff just by social norms, right? And by think, like I've I've never seen a social norm around uh, running a red arrow. Like, but I know because I've paid attention because you've seen other people do it. No, uh, that particular one actually, I know police officers and what and aid car people, and I guess I pay attention to what they say. And what I learned a long time ago was 
please get the F out of the way. We don't yeah. care how you do it. Get right. out well, of the way. But you Honda, know? to your to your point, like let's say they didn't run the red light. But they still didn't move when it turned green. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got another anonymous patron email about unrequited love. Uh, anonymous patron writes, please, please, please do an episode on unrequited love. It's the story of my life. Guys, what do you think? The girl with the red curly hair. Do you know? Do you know? Uh, do you remember Peanuts back in the day? Yeah. Charlie Brown was in love with this little girl with the red curly hair. What was he in love with the with that girl a long time ago, or only in that recent movie? Because that was the plot. Oh, of the re- I, I've not seen any movies. But oh, I, I, I that's mean, the plot of the recent Peanuts uh, movie. I, I haven't followed Peanuts since I was a kid. But in, as a kid, I had all these little Peanuts books. Yeah, and in one of them, one of the sub threads was that he was always pining for this girl with the with the red curly hair. Did you have the old Peanuts books that were so old that? Everyone looked different. Well, they were just black and they were black and white books. You know, they're just like I, I had ancient Peanuts uh, comic books, little paperbacks uh-huh. that were so old that no one looked like the way Schultz eventually landed on. Oh, like, like Snoopy looked more like a real dog, oh. and everyone just had very like the kids had kind of more uh, descriptive faces. Oh. If that makes sense, I think any these sense. were from the seventies. So yeah. I don't know. Anyway, but 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 the point is that uh, the point is is that chapter, I'm, a, I'm a hipster peanuts person, right. and you came late. And I'm to a the, late comer. The chapter was called "Unrequited Love," so that's where I learned. The oh, word. really? Yes. Oh, unrequited love. So that's where I learned the man. Word. That's so Schultz to like drop some serious vocab right. on the kids. Right. Do you guys want to hear some movie examples about unrequited love? Do you yes, know what the top Google is yeah. for this? That this is, is one a, of my favorite. This is why we got you on this about podcast for sh- yeah. stuff like that. Because I'm, I'm good like that. 500 Days of Summer. Oh, oh love oh, that movie. I, I need to watch that movie. Love that movie. Yeah. Uh, the, when I, I've seen that I've once, never, yeah, and, and I was like, that was amazing. Wow. I mean, it's basically a rom-com, but it has so much depth to it. Oh, it, I think it's so much more than that. I think yeah. it's... Uh, I mean, I saw it when I was going through a breakup, which it's is... sort like, of existential rom-com. Yeah. Right, uh, sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, Joseph... Gordon Levitt and uh, Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel. I've never hated her more. I love her, but in that movie, you know what I mean? Her character, I guess I should. What else? What else? What else? My best friend's wedding, 1997. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think Julia Roberts uh, is in love with her best friend. They're this uh, uh, heterosexual platonic relationship. I think they dated at some point, at one point, and then they sort of went their own way. They stayed friends. He starts to get married. She goes, oh, shit, this is my last chance. She right. flies to be uh, into the wedding. And the whole time, she spends a lot of the time sabotaging it. And then, spoiler alert, ultimately uh, lets him, you know, yeah. go on. To they the, don't end up together, which is great. Right. Uh, what oh. about Love Actually? Is that on your list? It is not. Oh, remember Love Actually? I remember do. Remember one of the subplots? The guy is, spoiler alert, the guy is... Everyone thinks he's in love with this other guy who gets his best friend, okay, who gets yeah. married to uh, Princess Amidala's double, and <laughs> and then and then it turns out that no, he's in love with her, but she ends she still ends up marrying and ends up with the with the other guy. So I have one, The Last Jedi. Ray is secretly <laughs> in love. Oh, no, don't say it with Kylo. Oh, no, it! Oh my god. All, all the anti-shippers oh. just went straight to Twitter or wherever you go. To <laughs> I'm going straight to Twitter. All right, how's this one? Edward Scissorhands, 1990. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. 
Johnny Depp <laughs> is a what? Yeah. What is he? He's some kind of made puppet robot. Yeah, yeah. The an evil genius made a very cute, frazzled Frankenstein, and right. and he died before. His, he could make the hands, right. right? And so he himself, I believed, I believe, made his own hands be, out of stuff around the shop, and oh. it happened to be scissors. See, I never, I never got that because I was like, why did he bother to make scissor hands and then go make real hands? Like, what's what's up with that? You right, know? right. Hmm. Yeah, pretty uh, in pink. Yo, Ducky, Ducky, right? Totally. Poor Ducky. That's the best one you've said so yeah. far because that is like. The definition of unrequited love, where you have a best friend right. who is yeah. There's I, a whole I, trope in the '80s of movies where the the best friend is kind of longing for the girl, right? John Hughes, like yeah, some, John Hughes stuff, right? Some kind of wonderful ducky. The uh, <laughs> the drummer uh, Mary Stuart Masterson is in love with her friend, yeah. uh, played by what's his face, and he falls in love with what's her face. Anyway, John yeah. Cryer, no. Um, that's ducky, Some right? kind of wonderful. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Sorry, anyway, um, Berto, anything about unrequited love? Anything else? Yeah. Well, so what's interesting about it is in the age of Me Too, it's really it's it's an interesting compounding effect, right? Because you have a whole I don't know if it's generation or a whole like humanity that grew up on the idea that um, that you know a guy will long after a girl and then he's got to move heaven and earth to win her over and he's got to do crazy things like hold up boom boxes loudly bothering <laughs> all the neighbors and That's stuff another like that. good one uh, but then this concept of stalkers right entered the picture right and so then at what point does a unrequited love dreamer become a stalker is john cusack in fact a, a stalker? stalker is it only a stalker if the other person continues to say no like, Probably that might actually be the red line. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So just to answer that question, it, it is a common refrain by the MGTOW people, right? It's like, hey, you know, like you just get, you know, you you, you do what you're supposed to do, which right. is to chase the girl, and then you get accused of stalking. You know, it's right. it's bullshit, and it's like, no, the answer to it is responding with empathy to the other human being like a human being is supposed to do. So when you get any kind of pushback, like, please stop, you stop. Or you get a vibe from the other person, like, I'm not digging this. Or they don't give you any positive feedback, then you back off. Yeah, but th that's my point, though, is that all the movies we grew yeah. up on... Oh, they're just playing absolutely. hard to get. All of yeah, them. Yeah, you're right. It's like, absolutely. I want nothing to do with you. I will never end up with you. End of the movie. There's it's like James guy. Bond. If I just push hard enough, I'll get her to love me. <laughs> yeah, you know? wonderful. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> uh, I thought Sean Connery was, like, sitting right there. Yeah, he yeah. was. He's right here. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. Like, like in the John Hughes movies, right. uh, uh, 16 Candles, like, right. uh, the Revenge of the Nerds, like, well, it, it is rife with that kind of stuff absolutely and and so even ones where i wouldn't say that there's any forceful pushing although i can't quite remember like take indiana jones and the temple of doom right like she hates they hate each other they can't stand each other but 
it's okay. They, if, if they're in close quarters for long enough, they end up together. And right. but what about in the Last Crusade? That scene where they're in the hotel, and he's like, "Get off of me! I don't like fast women." And then they start making out again, and she pushes away. I hate you, and they start doing it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This sort it's of this, mixed message, right. like what the hell's going right. on? Yeah. So that's what you know. Anyway, so my point about unrequited love Good is point. that it is a very romantic notion. Right. In fact, so much of uh, oh, actually, Pride and Prejudice. Like that whole novel is about unrequited love. Oh, that's right? a good one, yeah. And then, you, and then, what's what's the lesson? What's what's the takeaway? What's the you know? Uh, don't mess with Maui when he's in Pride and Prejudice, because like we have a situation where Mister Darcy is trying to win the affections of this gal who hates his guts, hates him based on some misunderstandings, still hates him, <laughs> but he he tries, he tries, he tries, and he finally wins in the end. You know, it's. It's it's there, and so unrequited love is a universal theme. Uh, unrequited love, you could say, is deeply part of the Bible as well. You know, like there's really? all the, well, there's all these themes in there about uh, the the whole God human thing is unrequited love, right? Like oh, He snap. loves us unconditionally, just wants us to love Him, but we won't because we rebel. Right, it's like it's all unrequited love. Uh, good point. That's fascinating. <laughs> but he's gonna keep trying, and yeah. we're gonna set a little like we're gonna go to the judge, get a court order. No, he's gonna keep trying. Yeah. <laughs> so God has a big boombox in the sky. Yes, big boombox. <laughs> so anonymous patron, I I don't know what to say about you. You say it's a story of your life, unrequited love. Uh, I don't know what to say. Yeah, it 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 sucks. I, I suspect that. In the end of your movie story, you're not necessarily uh, having these things get reciprocated. Uh, so that hurts. It hurts to be rejected. It hurts to put energy into th- something that is ultimately painful. It happens to all of us. If it's a pattern, patron, then I would look into it. Perhaps as a you're, if it's if it if you're saying it's a story of your life, then I would look into. Possibly you are reenacting a rejection dynamic that you experienced when you were young Mm -hmm. and that if you heal from that or at least get some awareness around it, you won't recreate it or be attracted to people that are guaranteed to reject you or socialize others actually to reject you. Um, Also, it could be the result of trying to avoid closeness for fear of being rejected or this notion of idealization of others when we hate ourselves one of the things that we will resort to is actually idealizing others as a way of the way that I phrase the metaphor is we actually put our good qualities and ourselves and other people because we believe that unconsciously that we will destroy them because we're terrible humans. And so we will idealize other people or at the very least we're trying to absorb an idealized notion of another person to make us good. There's lots of other reasons why we would have a repeated life of unrequited love. Uh, we've talked about dating before. It's hard. Anyway, so uh, I have a short question from famous patron Lyndon I want to close with, guys. Oh, Lyndon, love you. Uh, what is the most embarrassing faux pas that you and Berto and Michael Drain have, <laughs> have made in public? Berto, why don't you start off the thing? Oh, my gosh. All right. So embarrassing faux pas. Yeah. So when I was uh, we. In intern. public. In public. Yes, yes, yes. When I was a wee intern in my uh, job. Which is? What do you mean? They intern for, uh, for Facebook when was, lawyers? When I was the Facebook privacy lawyer yeah, intern. right. A long time ago, before Facebook even existed. Um, I was uh, new to the whole free booze at events. 
You know, like that was a new thing for me. Um, so they had this event at 5 p.m. after work. And it was in the big cafeteria and everyone came and they had like uh, different people presenting. Like it was like a little uh, fair of different projects that were completing and things like that. And there was alcohol? And there was free booze. Oh, uh, and here we go. So, and, and I'm talking about like I think I was – I was probably 20, 21 at the time. Like just 21, you know. And I go down. I'm like, oh, sweet. And then the, the gals come by with the wine and it was Chardonnay, which by the way, if you've ever gotten plastered on Chardonnay – well, that's bad news, man. It is bad news. It's Chardonnay does, at least for me, does not go down easily. It comes out even worse. So <laughs> uh, I, I start drinking. I haven't eaten any dinner, so I'm on an empty stomach. And I'm like, oh, Chardonnay, sure. Wait, and it's just going to have a vomit scene because you know I don't I'm like I'm going to skip that. I'm going to skip that. I'm going to get to the porn vomit scene. No, right. no anyways, and I'm drinking <laughs> as if it's apple juice. You know, it's like, How, what does that mean? Whoop. Meaning, I'm just like downing sip? them. Like, no, no, oh, I'm oh, you mean like, like is that drink apple juice? That's how babies drink apple juice. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like a little sip. Well, at like a time. It's like apple juice. I think of like a sippy cup. <laughs> right, right. A better, a better metaphor, simile, or whatever would have been uh, like a, a Gatorade after a marathon. Sure, but I figured we all have drank juice in a. Non wine drinking, but, but honestly, apple juice is particularly because it's it's so tart. Sometimes it's hard to chug. Okay, fine, whatever. But but my Chardonnay was very much like an apple juice because apple juice is also tart. But anyway. wait, let's drill down on this apple. <laughs> so I'm sitting there drinking between 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. So three hours. I had eight glasses of Chardonnay on an empty stomach. Oh, Jesus. oh my god! Right, Dude, so this that's like juice. two bottles of wine. And, and, and I was still 20, here podcasting. And I was 21. All right, so uh, somewhere along this path, I go to one of the little booths, and this gal is presenting her project. Oh, God. And I'm like, oh, wow. And this is not only is it before the Me Too movement, this is before like society as a whole existed, right? So I'm like, wow, this is so amazing. Right, so this is what, like 96 or something? It is, yeah, 96, yeah. And And I'm like, Wow, your hair is amazing. I'm like, oh. just like all these things. And we get to talking and blah, blah, blah. Next thing I know, I open my eyes and I am sideways. Like the world is sideways. And there's a bucket of stuff that Kirk doesn't want to hear about mm-hmm. next to me. Oh. And I'm in a place that I don't recognize. Oh. And I like laboriously like get up. And you were new at the job. I, I'm an intern. You're like, an intern. Yeah. Like, I'm not even full time. Like, I'm so disposable. It's like, oh, I stepped on an intern. That's okay. They'll clean it up. You know, it, it doesn't matter. And I'm sitting there in someone's house that I don't, I'm like, what the heck? You're in a house. I'm in someone's house. And I'm like, and I go and it turns out it's my, it's my friend's house, but it's a rental thing. So I've never actually been there. And I'm like, what, what's going on? He's like, oh, you, you don't remember? I'm like, no. Oh. <laughs> Well, it was not good. And I'm like, what? Okay, so then like, I get a ride to work. And when I get there, this other person that's a full-timer who's a little more senior sees me and is like, um, what are you? Are you okay? What, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, I don't remember much. He's like, okay, like you might want to go talk to your manager. <laughs> and I'm like, really? And then I, like, I go talk to my manager and my manager doesn't know anything about anything. I'm like, do you know? He's like, no, I don't know. What are you talking about? So I'm like, okay. So I, I go and I start remembering, oh, I was talking to this gal. 
So I get it in my head. I'm like, oh, I need to go apologize because I, I don't know what I said or whatever. So I go downstairs and I go to try to find an office. And I, and I pass by some dude's office and I go, God, hey. I just want to say so, most people, including myself, might have just walked out the door and never came <laughs> and back. never came back, yes. <laughs> so I walk past this guy's and I'm like, excuse me, do you know where such and such his office is? And he's like, uh, you have some balls showing up here. Or showing down here or whatever, you know. And I'm like, what? And first of all, I don't remember that I met him the previous night. I don't remember he was there and saw whatever, you know, it's whatever they're upset about. And I'm like, what the? And he's like, yeah, I don't think she wants to see you. She? The gal I was talking to. I see. Because mm-hmm. I'm trying to find her. So right. I'm like, oh. Well, Unrequited love. Unrequited so, love, right? Can, can, I, can I please just? <laughs> so he like, think he begrudgingly points me at the office. Now I show up. And I'm like feeling like you're saying, I want to sort of like just leave and crawl into a hole and just never come back. But I, the type of person I am, which you've come to know is like, I'm just going to face this. So I go and I'm like, Hey, so I'm really sorry about what I did, but I have no idea what I did. Now she turns out to be like an ex hippie. Like, so she's actually like, what? No, man, we were all just having a great time. There's no problem. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, so like, if, if I offended you in any way, it's like, no, no, no. We were all just, we were all drinking. It's all good. Oh, my God. And, and then and then she's like, you know, my, my husband was not. So, and I'm like, oh, your shit. husband. Turns out her husband was standing, like, next. And when I was hitting on her or whatever. So I'm like, okay, well. You're smooth. Uh, can I apologize to him? And she's like, no. I, no, no, no. And so, like, it, it ended there. And then I heard through the grapevine what, like, what I had done. But really, it, it, it wasn't anything dramatically bad. It was just that I was hitting, super drunkenly hitting on this gal while her husband, who was a senior, like, director-level person... At Facebook. At the company, at the unnamed company. I should probably say this was before Facebook. Oh, this okay. was in okay. right. my previous... Uh, Grass maintenance. Of course. Uh, but anyways. Oh, your scheme has bit you in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> but the person is standing there while this was happening. And I had no idea that that was her husband. So it was like apparently super embarrassing. They had to, some people had to like, they thought that someone was going to get really upset or someone was going to get fired. So they like pulled me Wait, away. So that's it? I was still trying to talk. And they, they removed me. They took me in someone's car. I threw up in their car and they removed me and they took me to someone's house. You that, hot mess. That, that's, that's. That is uh, not what I thought you were going to say. Well, I mean, I certainly didn't do anything, you know, egregious, but but it was. I mean, it, it was bad, but it from the sound of, I thought that was just. I thought you figured something involving that was good, but I thought there was going to be a whole epic odyssey around like. And then I well, keep in mind who I am is like I certainly I wouldn't have done anything aggressive towards her or. You know anything like that? But so like it other was all, event, other events that. You oh know, yeah, no, 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 like no, no, no. You, you pulled it, your pants down or something. Well, actually, they they did save me because apparently when they took me to the bathroom, I was laying on my back and I like threw up, and they had to like turn flip me on the side like a baby, uh, like a baby. Yeah. So, but but the, here's the thing to understand: by the time I started hitting on her, I was so far gone, and all that hadn't happened is my brain was like by the last little thread until all those eight wines caught up to me. <laughs> and then the rest of that like half hour 
was a complete blur. So I couldn't have done much more damage beyond yeah, that. You were kind of saved by the fact Saved by the alcohol. Saved by the yeah. biology of, yeah. of but, alcohol. But apparently there there were a couple because you know there were a couple uh, nowadays they call them white knights, you know? There are a few white knights who were not her husband who were so offended by my behavior. My bet was that they secretly wanted to hit on her and right. were super upset that someone Sometimes did it. white knights are not white knights. And they were, they were so upset at me that they were the ones that wanted to kick my ass. And so they had to, like, other people had to remove me and take me away and all these things. Interesting. You got one? Uh, um, my own podcast went off in my pocket in class the other day. Oh, oh. my God. <laughs> Wait, so you started talking? So, yeah, my own voice. Because I screen, after I post an episode, I usually post it to the stalkers or the patrons, and then I'll oh, they yeah. kind of get the, the first draft, and I will screen it and kind of listen to it. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that. And it was the imposter syndrome episode. Mm. And I heard it's a very confusing sensation. I heard my own voice and they could kinda they were kinda looking at me. One person was just pretending not to look at me and the other one was looking at me thinking I was directly like speaking to them and then having to reach into my pocket and then what do you explain? And I I didn't explain it. I just sort of like <laughs> turned my phone off. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Have you ever had that happen? Oh, my Abs- God. Absolutely, that's happened to me Be- for the same reason. Like, I don't do it anymore, but I used to scre- I used to listen to the episode, like, three or four times right. and take notes on, like, what needed to be edited <laughs> yeah. and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. And there are settings on your phone where it, it will accidentally just start playing. Yes. And... and <laughs> And Are absolutely. you listening to yourself? That's this happened- is unpopular culture. <laughs> That's happened to me in my car multiple times where I had been listening to a CD I had made, of yeah. my music, right? right? And someone gets in and I forgot to like stop it. And I start singing. <laughs> and it's like, is, is this you? And I'm like, oh, yeah, don't worry. About it. I was just it's like you are listening to yourself. I got in Kurt's car the other day and he was he he had a, one of his band songs, a bread knife incident song that's, playing. That's hilarious because in my head I was like, wait, I think that happened to me recently. Yeah, it was with you. And I was like, man, this this sounds really familiar. I know this voice. But I, I'm not shy about it because long ago I reconciled with yeah. the very real reality that the vast majority of the listens on Spotify to my music has been <laughs> has has been me, you know. Dude, I actually like my music. So yeah. I actually don't mind listening. Right. To it. It's like I wrote I I wrote those songs not for the public. Right. It's if like, the public likes it great, but I wrote it because I wrote it cuz I like right. the songs, you know. So, so So speaking of bands by the way, uh that person in that story, I won't name the name, but did you know she ended up being a drummer in one of my bands? Oh, I know her then. Years later. I know her Isn't though. that crazy? That's, I don't know how you repaired that relationship, but well done. Because apparently for her, there was never any damage. It was for everyone around oh, her. Oh, I see. Yeah. And you plastered her face on your van. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. <laughs> Uh-oh. We'll have to talk about that often. <laughs> All right. So um, I actually had a, a few embarrassing moments, but we've run out of time, so I have to save it. Oh, what? Yeah, how convenient. <laughs> save by the bell. <laughs> if I want to talk about April Fool's, actually. Oh, yeah. So so I just want to tell my experience. Then, Drain, I want you to talk about your experience. And then, <laughs> and then Berto, I want you to talk about what actually happened. So, so April Fool's, I wake up, and, oh, I, this. Okay. and I, go, I go on the internet, and... <laughs> I, you know, I see some April Fool's stuff on Reddit or something, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's April Fool's, and it's Easter. It's like, it's interesting. 
And so I, you know, just take note of that. And then I, I get this notification that there's this post that's been made by the Psychology in Seattle page on Facebook. So, you know, we have a, we have a fan page and we have our page. So the, the, our page is mainly my page and Berto is an admin too, but then the fan page is, is for the fans, right? And so I see that our page has posted to the fan page and it says that we are canceling the podcast, that uh, all, all good things, dot, 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 um, we're sorry, but we have to inform you that it we're... It is with a heavy heart, I believe. Heavy heart. Started. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and there are a few other details, but honestly, I only got past the first sentence and I, uh, I had a very, uh, you know, I had racing thoughts, right? The mixed reaction. I immediately thought someone had hacked our Facebook account, right. which thinking about it, it's like, well, why would they do that if they <laughs> hacked it? They, if they, cause they would have to hack one of our full accounts. Right. You know what I mean? Anyway. And so I, I thought someone hacked, and then I thought, well, wait a second. Uh, and then I saw at the bottom, because I see that it was posted by Umberto, like, because right. we're admins, it actually shows that to me. And I was like, did Umberto, is he writing a joke? Because you, you have some extremely convoluted jokes, <laughs> even not on April Fool's Day. Not, not on April Fool's Day. And so, so I immediately texted you, and I said, did you just post a joke to Facebook? And then and then. You know, I'm kind of freaking out because I'm like, did someone hack it? Uh, what do I need to do? Uh, and then I, and then people are already reacting because you know people are like, because I could have immediately as an admin, I could have deleted it right away. Yeah, right. But I wanted to make sure, like, is this some sort of weird scheme that Birdo's up to? Because I, I just didn't know what to do. And then <laughs> I, I start seeing uh, different uh, comments, and people are sad and da da da. And then one person, I think it was Lyndon, actually commented, "Ha ha ha, April Fools" or something right. like that. And I was like, oh, oh, I get it. <laughs> and then I read it more closely, and I was like, oh, Berto, Berto's doing April Fool's. And then I immediately texted you and said, oh, I get it. I think yeah. there was maybe like a 30-second gap yeah. there. And I then I thought, well, and then I looked, at, I looked at some more of the comments, and some people were saying they were crying. Yeah, yeah. it was really strong and, reaction. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, you know, we should probably, like, nip this in the bud, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And then I was like, well, I don't know. It is April Fool's. <laughs> and this is Birdo. And it's on the fan page, which I yeah. vowed to not get involved right. in. The only reason why I knew about it was because it was posted. Because I posted as the psychologist. As the yeah. page. I wouldn't have seen it otherwise. The thing is, I knew if I posted as myself, it would get almost zero believability. I yeah, think people know you, man. Right. Well... I don't know, man. I don't know if I don't know if that's true because it was written so dryly. But anyway, right? What yeah. was your experience? Well, okay, so it was written dry. It was it was almost written like you wrote it. It was more professional <laughs> and like straight. Except with the glaring, glaring obvious giveaways so that I actually, there was no giveaway, dude. I thought when I wrote it, I thought, well, this is going to be so dumb. No one, no one will believe it for a second because of the three. Giveaways, which were what? Number I one, our final episode will be about evolutionary psychology in education. How's that a giveaway? Because Honda would never. End of course the he would. He would totally do a deep dive on something like that. No, no. And, and number two, I said Berto is going to reveal his real job. It's like, come on. Now that see again, that would make sense. No. If you guys were doing your last podcast ever, I would never. Berto, never. me, and him, and everyone else. Did not get it as a joke, so therefore, well, the last one though, it was in your head. The, well, no, because these are not giveaways. Buddy. Everyone knows that I love you. you but a, give you a, a giveaway would be like 
um, April Fools or right. <laughs> yeah, right. Or, uh, not really, just kidding. <laughs> or or like we will be our, our last episode will be on April one or something. Well, like that. What's that would your, be a what's giveaway. Your, what's your third the, giveaway? You, how I closed quote. it. Uh-huh. Like everyone knows our catchphrase. Well, I don't, what? Well, how do we end every podcast? Oh yeah, like take care of yeah, yourself yeah. Okay. because you deserve it. Uh-huh. And instead, I said it's like, hey, let's all take it easy because, we're, like, because we're pretty good or some weird, random, oh, totally man. not the right that is not catchphrase. A, yeah, I, you guys, okay. But what was that's I supposed? Come that's on, not no, no, a giveaway. No, no. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. According to you, what I should have done if I wanted to be concerned that I might have given a giveaway, say April Fools: colon the following is an April Fools joke: colon this is the April Fools joke. No, and I might call I, that the other extreme. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that it was a bad April Fools joke. Oh, like, great. Honestly, I and everyone else should have known it was April Fools. So. It was a fine. It was an ethical. <laughs> F, F, uh, it was an ethical April. There, there fair un, play. There, fair yeah. There was. Right, there right, are. Right. There are unfair play. Like there was right. some news story about someone who uh, his father entered breakfast with the family and said, "I got a job in Germany. We're moving to Germany." Oh. And he said it so realistically yeah. that the wife and kids completely believed and one of the kids started crying and going well great now i have to get a whole new group of friends and like (laughs) ran out of the room and the guy kept it up and the woman the wife was like okay well i guess we can make it like everyone had normal very emotional reactions and then like a ways later he's like april April (laughs) so so that's unethical what you did i would contend should have, especially when you looked at, there was a very early comment that said, oh, I get it, April Fool's. Right. At the very least, you would have been like, oh, this must be an April Fool's, you know? Right. So, so, but the notion that you have, that it was so obvious. Well, someone did comment on the evolutionary psychology. I'm surprised no one said, that's not their catchphrase. Like, that's just weird. And someone said, Bardo would never relieve, re- reveal it. <sighs> Because you don't believe in what's your thing with evolutionary psychology? You have a thing against no, 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 it, right? just, or am I wrong about that? I have a thing against any scientific endeavor that is based on dogma and not empirical observation. And obviously, Surely not all evolutionary psychology is dogma, though. No, but much, but much of it is. And dogma isn't the right word. The right word is uh, motivated reasoning within research. So there, there, there are obviously things that we evolved. As a psychology, for example, a sex drive, sure. a drive for survival, socialization, all kinds of stuff, a drive for attachment, a yeah. drive to eat, a drive to, uh, you know, drink water, salt, uh, um, fats, high caloric things. You know, it's pretty obvious. But the things that are in peer reviewed journals and evolutionary psychology are ridiculous things like we evolved this is literally a study that's been that way and these are studies that passed several editors you know what i mean like there were studies that were left out of these journals because really in a lot of these journals only like one in a hundred articles actually get published and there was one finding that said that when women hear a a ticking clock they want to have a child sooner. Oh, that's bullshit. I mean, no, that kind of stuff. Well, no true might... Scotsman would believe that our final episode would be about evolutionary psychology. <laughs> I don't know. I could completely see Kirk doing the deep dive right. on that. So what was your reaction when you read it? Okay, so I was, uh, I was, uh, I opened it up, and it's like the first thing I saw, and my heart sank to the floor. It was like, I was like, no. I must have felt like a lot of your listeners did. Except I know how to get a hold of you guys. So, uh, but I read the comments, and there was no giveaway in at least 
no giveaway that I saw in yeah. the in the post itself. But one, <laughs> oh, once God. I started reading the comments, there were a few people that were like, "Oh, it's an April Fool's joke." I hand wow. it. I hand my phone. Uh, I'm, I'm with Corey Stewart. I hand my phone to her. Same thing. She's like, "What?" She goes, "Should I text him?" <laughs> like, yeah, you should text him. Well, what you told me was Corey was about to yell at me. Yes, she was going to call you and bitch you out and yeah. t- 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 walk you off the list. Right. I mean, I one thing that I will say, um, and it, and then further down the comment chain, people are crying. Yeah, and there's a lot of people who do not have sensibilities for practical jokes. Right. So, so, so one thing I'll say is I'm okay with those because I, I guess I'm used to. But so there, there was one person who's like called me a feckin' idiot, but. <laughs> Uh, the the ones that were really surprising, and I almost felt bad for doing it, was that there are people seriously taking it to heart. Yeah, you so know, like, <gasps> no, yes. you know, like, and then so I I was like, oh, maybe this was too hard. <laughs> I shared it to UPC's Facebook page to Unpopular Culture, and then re-traumatized some of your <laughs> listeners because we got a lot of cross listeners. Oh, you know no. what I mean? And I had, and then I realized I had just oh, furthered the, the damage. Cause now my <laughs> listeners are like, what? If anyone's in the wrong what? year, it's you. <laughs> I, I <know. laughs> Not really oh, though. Right. Gosh. I'm like, no, they're just twisted. Yeah. So, uh, um, you'll just have to outdo yourself next year, Berto. Here's wow. what I don't understand. How did you guys make it almost 10 years without coming up with that? No, actually, well, what's funny is that I, until recently, the podcast hadn't had enough sort of like social momentum yeah. to where I would even bother. Right. Right. But the, the the fan page is pretty active and we had the big event. So I feel a little more involved with the community. Actually, before last year, I, I sort of didn't know any fans or, or even felt like we had fans, even though we saw the numbers. Right. So it, I only did it ironically because I'm like, oh hey, there's people kind of listening, so maybe they'll maybe they'll care if I post an April Fool's joke. See, you meet Berto, he starts to mess with your head. That's the yeah. that's the takeaway there. So if you want yeah. me to not to make an April Fool's joke, don't stay away. Stay away. <laughs> yeah. So caveat emptor, Michael Drain, listeners, welcome to my world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Love you, boys. Uh, but okay. see, I can't do the same thing next year. I can't be. No, like, you can never do that we again. We are uh, so, regret to. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, that does it for that episode of Psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us on the podcast, Michael. Drain. Thank you, Kirk. If you Woo! guys want to check us out at Unpopular Culture, hit us up on at UPC Podcast. UPC. That does it for that episode. And please take care of yourself because you deserve it. Yeah, you do. Yeah.